Welcome to The Motivated Mind, where I challenge you to expand your perspective on how to achieve a successful life through motivational lessons, reflections, and interviews with other motivated minds. What is up? Welcome to episode 177. Thanks so much for listening. It means so much to me. If I brought you any value, please be sure to leave a review and hit that subscribe button. Don't be a stranger. Shoot me a DM on Instagram or Facebook. Let me know what you want to hear more of and please be sure to share the podcast. I'm truly grateful for your support. Thank you. All right, before we jump into today's episode, I have a few announcements. If you haven't subscribed to my free weekly newsletter, but you enjoy the content I drop on this podcast, then you're missing out. Click the link in the show notes to subscribe for free to the Mastering Your Mindset newsletter. Second, you can now rate podcasts on Spotify. Right below my podcast description, you'll now see a rating option. If you enjoy the content I drop every week for free, I ask one simple favor in return, clicking that button and giving the podcast an honest rating. Lastly, the biggest piece of news, one of the most frequent requests I receive is for more episodes, more content. Well, you ask and I deliver. I'm now dropping two episodes a week. Monday episodes will remain the same. I'm now dropping a second episode on Thursdays at 1 a.m. Eastern. Be on the lookout for these additional episodes weekly. The average person works 8.3 hours a day. Just over two hours of that day is filled with distractions, being interrupted a whopping 60 times a day. And this doesn't even account for the 23 minutes and 15 seconds that it takes to get back on task. Our ability to stay focused is a critical component to our success. It can mean the difference between spinning our wheels and grabbing traction, creating material results. So how do we prevent distractions? How can we stay focused to drive these results? Number one, question the source. Distractions can be internal as well as external, so it's important that we understand where they are coming from. Throughout our days, distractions are all around us, and they happen so often that most of the time, we don't even realize we just pivoted and veered off task. What's interesting about this behavior is that it's extremely normal. So normal, in fact, that Harvard performed a study on 2,250 individuals and found that our mind wanders about 47% of every waking hour. And this behavior is known as stimulus-independent thought. Now, what does this mind-wandering look like? It's waiting on Zoom for a call to start and imagining your next vacation. It's driving into the office and remembering that, oh, you left a light on in the kitchen. It's going for a walk and fantasizing about being promoted. So what does this behavior indicate? The study found that this mind wandering is mostly linked to unhappiness. So engaging in things that drive greater happiness can ultimately help this behavior to be less common. Now, Of course, not all things that we engage with can be exciting and drive happiness 
all of the time. But the right perspective can certainly influence that, engaging in things that are truly fulfilling, engaging in things that drive purpose. All of these things can greatly influence focus. They help to ensure that engagement is happening at the mental level, not just at the physical level. So if this is so natural, how do we identify these shifts? Anytime you are zeroed in on a task and all of a sudden you're now doing something else, watching a video, messing around on your phone, reading a random article, write it down. Write down what you were initially doing and what you ended up doing. Now, this might seem like a lot of work, but in reality, not properly addressing it will cause us to waste an immense amount of time long term. More time than not addressing it and allowing that behavior to compound. And this will serve us later. I'll dive a bit deeper in my next point. Another little trick, if you want to start a bit more simply, whenever you shift with anything that you're doing, say it out loud or say it in your head clearly. For example, when you pick up your phone, mention the behavior in your head or out loud. When you're writing an email and you suddenly stop and bounce to a different tab, say it out loud or say it in your head clearly. This helps us to clearly recognize the behavior that seems so natural. Everything simply starts with our ability to identify. This is part of being self-aware, helping us to identify when the state is triggered and where it originated from. Sometimes it can be less about the task at hand and more of an indicator of our unhappiness. Being able to delineate the two is key. A bonus, if you're all over the place, ask yourself these three questions. What's really going on? What's the source of my flightiness or anxiety? What do I need to be working on in my life? Number two, address the ignition. Once we have the internal components sorted out, it's time to look at the external causes. Ask yourself these four questions. Is it the arrangement of my office setup? If your workspace is cluttered, dirty, or disorganized, take some time to clean it up and organize things. I feel this is extremely underestimated, but here's the truth. A cluttered work area can overstimulate our senses and drive up stress. It provides an opportunity for our eyes and mind to wander and easily attach to items laying around on our desk or our shelves. And remember, when I mentioned veering off task, writing down what we were doing and what we actually ended up doing, this is an opportunity to reference that list. If you identified your phone as a source, remove it from your reach. If you identified your emails as a source, close your email or remove your email tab and check it after you've accomplished the task at hand. If it was reading random articles or jumping on Instagram, Find a tab blocker. There are a few different Chrome extensions out there. Close out all of your tabs on your browser. This will ensure that we are strictly 
focusing on the task at hand. Some of the the biggest sources of distractions come from email, social media, and our cell phones. If you want real focus, take yourself offline until you've accomplished what you need to do. I've discussed multitasking and the dangers of it before. Only 2%, 2% of people in the world can actually multitask successfully. Research has shown that multitasking can actually decrease our productivity by up to 40%. Just as decluttering our desk can have a great impact, so can cleaning up and clearing up our desktop. Organizing files, not having 90 folders on our desktop. All of these things open opportunities for distractions. A portal into sifting through digital assets before we address the things that actually matter. Especially if we are facing things that take an immense amount of mental capacity. The last thing we want to do is overcomplicate it or dangle a treat in front of our face. Whatever those ignitions are, this is an opportunity to remove them, to prevent those impulsive behaviors. The idea is that we are smothering the ignition before the wick is lit and creates a larger fire. Next, is it an intrusive coworker? Maybe it's time to set some boundaries. Boundaries are not just for our personal life, they can have a great benefit within our professional life? Is it a lack of skill, ideas, or or time for something that we need to be doing? If it's skills that we've identified, maybe it's a matter of refining them, consuming content off hours that will help us to improve. Maybe it's taking a free course. Maybe it's reading a book. The barrier to knowledge is extremely low right now. It's just a matter of finding the right material and actually absorbing it. If it's time, maybe it's a matter of scheduling our days better, prioritizing when we do what. Lastly, is it burnout? A great way to identify this aside from the obvious feeling of exhaustion, if you're working harder to produce the same results Something is off. Spending the time to read our body is critical and something that often gets overlooked. With how much is going on around us, it can be so easy to skip taking a pulse on what our body needs, what it's telling us. But listening to our bodies and what it needs can save us a lot of headache, unnecessary exhaustion, And working harder than we actually need to. When we can identify the cause, we can fix the effect. The idea is to be proactive rather than reactive. Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily, then distribute it everywhere, and even earn money all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts 
are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I discovered Spotify for Podcasters, I feel like it's allowed me to be more creative because I've been able to simplify the admin aspect of my podcast and focus on developing more valuable and creative content. I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com backslash podcasters to get started. Number three, plan. Having a concrete layout of our day and week can save us a lot of time. Most of the time, the behavior is to jump right into our days and weeks. And at first glance, this seems like the most productive path because we get to work on things faster, sooner. But that mentality can be a dangerous one. Sometimes it's simply a matter of taking one step back to spring two steps forward. And Brian Tracy captures this in his quote, every minute you spend in planning saves 10 minutes in execution. Properly planning can mean the difference between a productive week and a really fucking productive week. Sure, we can be productive without necessarily planning, but I can guarantee you that our week is more likely to be filled with filler to-dos. Things that are mostly busy work rather than thoughtful work. Meaningless tasks that allow us to check a box rather than add a block to our foundation. And engaging in meaningless tasks means increasing our chances of facing distractions. So, how do we ensure we are planning out our week properly and engaging in meaningful work? Make lists for every major and minor objective and label them as such whether on an app you use your calendar your planner you can even go a step further and indicate the level of priority which helps to determine whether a task is as critical as we may think this will help to indicate priority which means we can be thoughtful where we put its due date within the week or within our month and when setting these tasks ask yourself what is the impact? How will this get me closer to my goals? Here's another little trick when you're planning. Take your tasks and break them down into smaller chunks. This serves two purposes. One, it allows us to feel less overwhelmed if it's a bigger task. And two, it gives us a sense of accomplishment and progress which drives additional motivation to accomplish our other tasks. It gives us those dopamine hits. And when we're riding those dopamine hits, when we're in that flow state, keep riding that wave. It's much easier to ride those waves when they come rather than trying to create a wake with two inches of water. And you may observe that there are certain times when you are at peak performance. Maybe it's in the morning, scheduling your most difficult tasks then. Wake up earlier to avoid potential distractions that normally pick up later in the day. Maybe it's, it's midday. Maybe it's in the evening. Be aware of those moments. Use them to your advantage. 
identifying these blocks of time allows us to work smarter rather than harder. Another piece of advice here. When that steam runs out, sometimes it's much better to move on rather than exhausting ourselves to produce the same work that would normally take little effort. Again, this goes back to my point around listening to our body. It's telling us these things for a reason. Number four, take some time. Every battery needs a good charge. When we start to feel distracted, it may be an indication, a sign that it's time to take a step back, to take a break. It's important that we are giving ourselves the time to recharge. This allows us to shake off the feeling of being overwhelmed. My girlfriend has a saying that she's coined that I find appropriate here. Take a brain break. Our brain is similar to a muscle. While scientifically it's not a muscle, the behavior of exercising it can make us exhausted, tired, easily distracted. Take the time to step away. While this at many times can seem like a contradiction, this allows us to gain back clarity, helps us to refocus, and helps us to reassess. We can also use breaks as rewards. Anytime we accomplish a larger task, we reward ourselves by going for a walk, reading, listening to a good song or a podcast, simply relaxing. And the reward doesn't mean jumping into distractions like going down a rabbit hole on Twitter or anything that will use significant brain power. Maybe it's zoning out completely and thinking of nothing. Maybe it's meditating. Maybe it's sitting out on your deck or porch and listening to the birds chirping or the city noises. You get to decide what those breaks look like depending on your needs. Lastly, know when to call it a day. I've certainly been guilty of this before. When you feel your eyes becoming heavy, your mind running less efficiently, and you find yourself just simply fighting back, barely fighting back, again, read your body. It's time. Take a step away and come back to it with a clear head, maybe in an hour or the next day, depending on the task. Nothing is worth burning yourself out on. As long as we are thoughtful about addressing our ignition and properly planning, we can better avoid exhaustion. If you want long-term success, you need to think about long-term health. You're no good to yourself or anyone else if you're burnt out and exhausted. So to recap, number one, question the source. Distractions can be internal as well as external, so it's important that we understand where they are coming from. Write down what you were initially doing and what you ended up doing. Whenever you shift with anything that you're doing, say it out loud or say it in your head clearly. Ask yourself these three questions. What's really going on? What's the source of my flightiness or anxiety? What do I need to be working on in my life? Number two, address the ignition. Address the external causes. Ask yourself these four questions. Is it in the arrangement of my office setup? Is it an intrusive coworker? Is it a lack of skill, a lack of ideas or time for something I need to be doing? Is it burnout? 
when we can identify the cause, we can fix the effect. The idea is to be proactive rather than reactive. Number three, plan. Focus on planning for thoughtful work rather than busy work. Meaningless tasks simply check a box, whereas meaningful work allows us to add blocks to our foundation. By engaging in meaningless tasks, we are increasing our chances of facing distractions. When setting tasks, ask yourself, what is the impact? How will this get me closer to my goals? Lastly, take tasks and break them down into smaller chunks. This allows us to feel less overwhelmed if it's a bigger task, and it gives us a sense of accomplishment and progress. Number four, take some time. Every battery needs a good charge. When we start to feel distracted, it may be an indication, a sign that it's time to take a step back. Use breaks as a reward. Remember, if you want long-term success, you need to think about long-term health. This week's shout-out is by Jason, who sent me a DM on Instagram. I work in the public sector for the city of Chicago. I just wanted to say, I've been listening to your podcast for about two weeks. I've been searching for podcasts that motivates me to step outside of my box in the areas I'm not so confident in or I'm afraid of failing at. Let me just say, I'm so happy I found your podcast so often I worry about other people's judgment towards me and doing things for others because I think that's what they want. Pushing aside what I want or what's good for me. This podcast has helped me to reevaluate who I am and who I strive to be, which is the best form of me. I'm feeling good about that happening with the help of this podcast slapping me in the face to wake up. Thank you. For an opportunity to be next week's shout out, please leave an honest review on the podcast. Send me a DM on Facebook or Instagram. You just might be the next shout out. Thanks for listening to The Motivated Mind with your host, Scott Lynch. I hope you enjoyed my deep dive into the most effective ways to prevent distractions. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at the motivated underscore mind and on Facebook at the motivated mind podcast. Don't forget to join me next week for another episode. I love you all and thanks so much for listening. Motivated Mind is a mindset production.